right, welcome back to Let's Talk Title with Emerald Coast Title Services. I'm President Dion Moniz. We have our Vice President, Casey King. Hello. Casey, episode number five. It's a lot. Seems like 50? Yeah, it does. <laughs> that's all right. We're slowly it gets getting better. easier every time. That's right. So today we have our special guest from the lender side, Brandy Ely, who's a mortgage loan officer with Progress Bank. Hi, all. Brandy, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and Progress Bank? Um, so I have been in banking and lending for, goodness, 15 years now, um, and all of them here along the Emerald Coast. been with Progress Bank for the last year as we expand our mortgage department um, here in the Destin and Inlet Beach area. We're a local bank, and for our, our mortgage side, all of our lending and underwriting, processing, and closing are done here in this same building two stories mm-hmm. down. Yeah, so it's been great. Yeah, I was going to mention that y'all are in the same building as we are on the first floor. We're in the top floor. Mm-hmm. So Clayton Hicks, who's at Progress, he has a saying that he likes to uh, to say, uh, we have you covered from top to bottom. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so, that's right. I like it. Covering it all. Right? That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's nice. So the reason we have Brandy with us today is we want to talk about financing and lender issues uh, when it comes to title insurance and closings. And so we thought it'd be good to have you all hear mm-hmm. from a banker to get the banker's perspective on some of these issues. So first we'll kind of go through some the contracts and mm-hmm. then we'll we'll let Brandy fill in as needed with some good war stories and banker's perspective. Perfect. So uh, Casey, what are we going to talk about first? Well, first we have the financing contingency. That's paragraph eight in the Farbar contract and paragraph three in the Crisp contract. There are lots of blanks and boxes to be checked and filled in and they're very important to be filled in. Now, why is it so important? Because we get so many contracts that have blanks, and that comes back to backfire on parties. Uh, but I'll let you explain why. Sure. Uh, now, most of them say if uh, if if left blank, then thirty days. If left blank, five days. Mm-hmm. But if you need a certain amount of time to get a loan or some things done, then it's very important to put that time frame in there because a lot of deadlines. So next, let's talk about the due diligence requirement between the both contracts. They, they both require due diligence, yes. but Farber actually spells out or defines due diligence. Right. It spells out that the buyer has to um, submit all documents timely, pay all fees to, to the lender, um, whereas Crisp just says use good faith and due diligence. So there could be a circumstance where the buyer's not timely acting in, res- in response to the lender's request for documents, yes. and that could be proof of default on the buyer side, yes. which could put the EMD in jeopardy. Right. So, Brandy, how do you handle that on your side when you when you got a loan and you're not your your borrower is not really cooperating? So um, we obviously check in if they've not sent docs back in probably 48, 72 hours. But if it's something that wasn't just an oversight or they're moving from overseas and so forth, they just didn't have time, then I'll often reach out to the realtor and just let them know uh, it's been a while since we've got some response. They're sitting, I can't, if I don't have intent to proceed or documents, I can't move forward. Right. Um, so if you could reach out and try to urge them along, or if you guys are talking about something, meeting later today for an inspection, please check in with them on how they're doing on getting their documents in so we can help them move forward. So for all of our buyers, it's important mm-hmm. to timely follow up. Banks can be a pain in the behind. Yeah. You know, no all the questions they have <laughs> and all the documents they need. And, oh, now we need this, now we need that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's important to stay on top of that Very and provide important. the documentation. Right. Otherwise, they could be getting themselves in trouble yeah. with the contract. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Yep. All right. 
inspection periods, and financing contingencies. Casey, you've got a good war story. I do, and it kind of ties into what we were just talking about. Uh, we had a buyer and a contract. Um, they ha had the inspection done, and it had came back with lots of pretty minor issues that sometimes the inspectors throw in, and a few things that could have been a little more serious, but nothing that should have really put the contract in jeopardy. Mm. Um, but they had found another house that they wanted to buy. Um, so they got the denial of the funding from the lender. I think that they asked the lender to, to deny the loan um, based on all the things that were showing up on the inspection report. And so the lender checked um, the reason for the denial as the condition of the property and failure to submit all the documentation. And the seller got really upset and felt like she was taken, being taken advantage of and really wanted to fight on the fact that she had not submitted the documents timely to the bank and didn't... Um, the due diligence requirement. Exactly, yeah. fulfill that requirement. So it, I think that they finally ended up splitting the EMD just because, as we've talked on other podcasts, um, you're going to spend more money, burn more money, burn more time if you try and fight for the EMD. Um, but the seller was really upset and for a long time wanted to just go forward with trying to get that EMD from the buyer. Yes. And it was kind of a gray area because both boxes were checked. Exactly. So it's it, it's important when you're dealing with your bank, if they do send a declination, make sure the right box is right. checked. Yeah. And if sure. it's not, send it back and say, hey, I need you to... And check that box. Otherwise, you know, it might create gray area for litigation. Sure. Um, but it's equally important. Stay on top of the inspection deadline. Get the inspections done. Because mm -hmm. underwriters, depending on the loan type, I mean. Right. So they're waiting for those. They're not going to give you a final approval without your WDO if you're dealing with VA loans. So there's no way around it. Sure. And often I, I'll say get your inspections done even before we order the appraisal so you're not paying for multiple inspections and an appraisal fee that you can't get back if you do want to walk away based on the inspection results. That's a really good idea. Yeah, that's, that's a lot advice. of money that adds up, you know. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about refis now. I know you've got to be slammed with refis. <laughs> we are very busy, thankfully. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, rates are where nobody has seen them maybe ever, um, right. if not close to that. Um, all rates other than jumbos right now, we're showing under 3% government loans and conventional. So normally, you know, you, you maybe saw 2015 VA loans, the high twos, but now conventional rates are there for excellent credit. Mm -hmm. um, so purchases and refis, both extremely busy. And so, you know, we, we're hearing things from the Fed that they're not going to touch rates for the next two years, but that doesn't necessarily mean mortgage rates aren't going to change for the next two years. So explain how the two are tied or, or not tied uh, so that our audience understands the differences. Okay, great. So um, secondary market loans, which will be like your what you think of conventional Fannie Mae, VA, FHA, those are typically tied to LIBOR, which um, it's not directly tied to the prime rate. So prime rate may change, and that may affect um, certain in-house lending for, like, say, a construction loan or something of the sort, because those may be linked to prime. But just because prime drops to half a percent or whatever it's at, it isn't going to change for a few years. That does not mean mortgage rates are going to stay there. Um, they those are tied to treasury euro yields and bonds and so forth. Um, so those change throughout the day on occasion versus the prime rate staying the same for years sometimes. 
So what does your banker's crystal ball tell you right now as far as <laughs> how long we're going to have these awesome low rates? So if I only knew, um, you know, as somebody who's buying a house myself right now, uh, it's a great time. But for sure, who knows what will happen next week, you know. Um, they've been pretty steady and lower than we've seen for longer than I thought. Yeah, I was really worried mm-hmm. at the beginning of COVID um, right. about what was going to happen with rates. Um, but they've went opposite of what I was anticipating. And so we don't not too worried about any big changes, you know, over the next few days or a few weeks. But again, that's only, I don't have a crystal ball. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. So, yeah. If only. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So people shouldn't assume that the rates are going to stay this low for a long right, time. If, right. If, if you're in the market for a refi and you've got a really high rate and want to reduce that, you probably need to act on it sooner it, versus later. I don't think, I mean, how much lower can you go? Who's going to complain or how not be happy with a 2% <laughs> rate on anything? More or less the largest purchase you're going to make in your life. Right, right. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, so for sure. Big savings. All right, so we're down to the last two topics. Yes. So Casey, you're going to explain real briefly about substitution rates and reissue credits. Yes, reissue credit may be available if the property was last uh, bought within the three years, then... Um, there would be a reissue credit up to 40%, um, and that would be important to the seller because they might want to switch who pays doc stamp and who pays title. Um, And then the other is the substitution rate, which may be um, available to an owner um, who is refinancing, and that could be a substantial saving as well. Yeah, so reach out to us. We can explain that more if you have any questions. Exactly. So last but not least, personal property when you're buying a home and you want all the furniture, there's always a question about how to treat that in the contract. So, Brandy, tell everyone how it needs to be in the contract so it passes muster <laughs> with the bank. So, um, not in the contract? yeah, so that's always the best answer. If it's not in the contract, then the underwriter doesn't have any questions. So that's always, you know, top priority preference. However, I understand that sometimes the sellers and, and buyers want some protection with that in there. Um, so it does say on the contract underneath that that that's left with no value. So normally that's okay. Appliances are standard, a few things here and there. Um, I have had underwriters ask for more details when it's something that nobody's going to give for free. <laughs> um, and or then the appraisers sometimes have to comment on that's normal in the area and that type of thing. So um, if it's not on the contract, Easiest, no questions asked. You guys are just happy about it behind the scenes, buyer and seller. Um, but if not, then uh, on occasion, the underwriter may ask for a little more clarification to confirm that that is the case. And if it's not in the real estate contract, it could be handled in a separate contract. If, if yeah, a side agreement. Right, yeah. Which is where we step in right. as the lawyers in the title company and can help draft that. Yes. Perfect. Uh, so let That'd us be know. great. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode. Brandy, big thank you to thank you guys. It was great. We appreciate it. I learned myself, and so it was wonderful. Great information. Awesome. Yes, yeah, indeed. Casey, always a pleasure. Yes. So, if y'all have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. Message me. Message me. And we're also interested if you want to be involved in our podcast, like Brandy, reach out to me and let me know. Uh, also, check us out on social media. And last but not least, I have to remind you. Our awesome summer giveaway that we're doing. Oh, that's nice. So if you post us a review on Facebook or Google, mm-hmm. which is up to three opportunities because mm-hmm. we have two Google pages, right. or if you send us a closing, then throughout the months of July and August, you'll be entered into our contest to win this. Yeah. Not too shabby. Want that. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. That's so nice. each closing and or review gets an entry, so you mm-hmm. can be entered multiple times. Yep. So 
be sure to enter. Um, I wish I was eligible. I know, me, me too. too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Until next time, we'll see you later. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.